Hello there, and welcome to Death Star Radio. I'm Lorenzino Estrada, along with my co-pilot, Christopher Howley. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. It is Star Wars Day, and there is no better day ever throughout the year. Today is the day. Yes, sir. May the 4th be with you all. That's the day we're recording this, and it's been a long time, Chris, since you and I have you know, been together to do one of these episodes, and we're actually not together but we're, we finally decided to do an episode. Yes, we've been extremely busy these last, I don't know, our last episode was in November. So what is that, almost six months ago? Mm-hmm. So it's been a very stressful six months. Give us a break. I know a lot has happened. Mandalorian ended. Rise of Skywalker happened. But what we're planning on talking about today, because it just ended today, Clone Wars mm-hmm. Season 7. Clone Wars, the whole series wrapped up today. We're really excited to talk about that. And uh, we're sorry we've been absent, but we're back and we're excited to be. Yeah, I mean, co- college is tough. So <laughs> that's what we were doing. But we're happy to be back. And yesterday, Chris, last night, you and me FaceTimed and we watched the last episode of Clone Wars and all the emotions were were very high. So what did you think of of season seven in general and then specifically the last episode yeah so i think we'll shoot for non-spoilers here for the first beginning um i'll just give my overall thoughts season seven um it started off okay um not a not a bad arc i mean i don't this isn't much of a spoiler everyone probably knows that the bad batch is the first four episodes of the season and it's actually a very interesting story diving into clones which is the thing that i always loved about Clone Wars was giving personality to the clones that literally got Mm -hmm. no character development in the movies, which is respectable because I mean, those movies were insane. They had so much to cover at the time. So Mm. that's what I've really liked about Clone Wars. So I actually didn't mind those first four episodes. I really liked them. They were solid. I mean, but I just knew what was coming later. So like part of me, would just wasn't that interested Mm-hmm. And then we got our first episode with Ahsoka in the middle of the season and the Martez sisters. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably one of my least favorite arcs in <laughs> Clone Wars history. Um, maybe it's simply because we knew what was coming and we just didn't care. It feels like a waste of time. Yes, it sounds like it, it feels like filler episodes. If this was made in like season five, I actually probably would have liked this because it's actually, if you think about it, there's a lot of Ahsoka character development in this, and it's mm. it's actually really good considering she's not in season six at all. So yeah, and it opens the universe also. Oh, it totally opens the universe. It's huge, and then obviously, I mean, the last four, the Siege of Mandalore is probably the greatest arc in Clone Wars, in my opinion. It's got the best episodes that I've seen in Clone Wars. The animation is phenomenal. Yep. And I'm a huge... I've always been a big Clone Wars fan. I used to watch it every Friday when it used to come out on Cartoon Network. And Ahsoka Tano became one of my favorite characters, even though a lot of people didn't know who she was. And so just seeing this... I mean, I know she has stories in Rebels and she has her book, which I've seen both or most of Rebels and I've read the book. Um, But it just kind of felt like a wrapping of Ahsoka's story here, even though it's not because we're going to get more of her, I think. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't know. It just felt like a bow tie. It felt so good. I loved it. I know the Martez sisters there, but overall season seven, I, I thought it was a success. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I really didn't like the storyline of the Martez sisters. Um, I think it's cool that, like, 
you know, I mean, I'm not too sure if this is a spoiler, but I mean, like going to Kessel, like that's cool. And like there, there were little moments in, in that story arc that, that made it cool. But, but yeah, I mean, we just, we were there for those last four episodes and it was so good and so rewarding, especially since this is a series that has been with us since we were kids. And I remember watching these um, shows, like when they would like air, like every Friday, I think I remember like being there and waiting and watching it. And, and now in, you know, 2020 and, and I'm 20 years old and you're 20 years old, Chris, like the fact that it's over, it's, it's really sad, but what we got, I'm like really happy with. And, and it was just a, a great end to the series. And for me, when I, I remember watching Clone Wars and then doing the rewatch of it leading up to season seven, I never really liked Ahsoka. And I feel like that was a pretty un, like, obviously that's an unpopular opinion, but like her growth throughout the entire series is, I mean, she is like the main character of this series, which is what like you pointed out to me yesterday when we were talking about it. And I couldn't agree with you more on that. And just season seven made me fall in love with her. And she's one of the best Star Wars characters of all time now. Yeah. And Ahsoka Tano is not a very like fun character at the very beginning of this show. Mm. Like it's, it's a lot like, I mean, I think this is, Maybe people will get mad at me for this, but I think I think of Ahsoka Tano like in her development. She's obviously kind of had a little bit more time to develop because she's had so much more screen. Maybe she hasn't had as many as much screen time. It's it's either way, but her and Luke are really similar in my opinion. They start off as like the whiny teenager who just wants yeah. wants to do this, do that, do this. The only difference with her is Ahsoka has Anakin as her master, and Anakin's a little bit like the same. Yeah. So that I loved their dynamic throughout the whole show. And I I really wish we got a little bit more of the two of them at the end of this, but I totally understand why you can't because this mm-hmm. corresponds with Revenge of the Sith would make no sense. And you get what I'm saying. But yeah. um I really just liked her her growth. She was the whiny little brat in a way, you know what I mean? They make her the Padawan mm-hmm. learner, the one that like you may not like her. You, it's almost like Ezra Bridger in Rebels. You're like, oh, yeah. you're like, don't do that. What are you doing? But you know he has to do it for his growth. And Ahsoka grows, and now with this last episode, you can just tell how much better of a character she is now, and how great she is. And like you said, she's one of the best characters in Star Wars now, and I don't think anybody can really dispute that. Yeah, and I think that says a lot to the writing um, from like that creative team and Dave Filoni for, cause when Clone Wars came out, like you were there to watch it for Anakin and for Obi-Wan and all of the other prequel characters that we've already seen. And for a completely new character like Ahsoka to come out and, and now become such a fan favorite. I think that just is a testament to, to how great of the writing is in this series. Oh, I agree. So I think it's, I think it's safe to say we've given it about, I don't know, six or seven minutes without going spoilers. I feel like at this point, if you haven't seen Clone Wars, they're not long episodes. And it's been on Disney Plus for almost 24 hours now. So I think it's okay to jump into spoilers. Are you good with that, Zeno? Definitely. All righty. So, you know, the first first uh, arc of the season, The Bad Batch, it's it's not bad. You know, I really like I like the whole Echo storyline of them trying to find him and we get Anakin and Obi-Wan, which to be honest, I didn't think we got enough of Anakin and Obi-Wan in this last series. 
or this last season. I know we, I know you, what you just said. Ahsoka was the main character. We went to watch the prequel characters, but Obi Wan and Anakin have been such a big part of this series. I would have liked mm-hmm. it maybe a little bit more. Like, what if yeah. Obi Wan went with Anakin in the Bad Batch, and we just got a little banter action? Yeah. You know, I would have liked that. But you know what? I'll take what we can get. It was good. I think the highlight of this this uh, four series arc or for four episode arc. I keep saying the word series um, is when Anakin talks to Padme and Obi-Wan gives him the comment. Did you at least tell Padme I said hello? And you sit there and you go, oh, you know, because because Obi-Wan's so wise and so powerful, you know, it's always been in my mind. Like, how do you not know? Yeah. And it's 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 happy. It makes me happy to know that he he knew he definitely knew. But he was leaving it be. And uh, that was the highlight of that. What did you think of the Bad Batch? Yeah, I thought it was good. Again, something that you pointed out a little bit earlier when we were talking. Uh, the fact that the Clone Wars did a very good job at humanizing the clones. And it gave them personalities. And, you know, like Echo or, or like even Jesse in this season. And then uh, I remember like Waxer, like from the earlier episodes. And, and one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes of all time is... Um, the Ryloth uh, little like arc where those two clone troopers are taking care of the, of the little girl. I love um, that. Arc. And it's such, yeah, it's such a good character arc. And I feel like the bad batch is very much like that because it, it personifies the clones. And that's something outside of like captain Rex and commander Cody. Like it's, they've just done such a good job at like giving these guys personalities, even though they are just clones and it makes them feel uh, special. So yeah, I mean, again, it's just you're waiting to get to the end, and and something that like stood out to me was was um was Trench was Admiral Trench, and seeing like Anakin kill Trench like in cold blood, even like he could have easily captured him, and he was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna do that, and he just like took him out. Like you start to see those little like glimpses of Darth Vader, and I'm not too sure if the Darth Vader theme played during that. I'm sure it did, but I mean, like those are like those little things where you're like, okay, something it's coming. You know it's coming. It's the last season. So, yeah, I mean, I was honestly shocked to see that he was alive, mm-hmm. because I mean, technically, chronologically, the last time we saw him was the first episode of Clone Wars, right? Yeah, and his ship blows up. So yeah, and it's the chronological first episode. It's actually the, I believe it's like the sixteenth episode of the second season or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was totally shocked to see him, and I think that that Anakin. And you see his face, like where he's yeah. pissed off. Like that is that's Vader. You know, exactly. so I was yeah. I was really excited about that. So I guess um the bad patch was really was a it was a nice touch, I yeah. thought. I mean great animation, great I think some of the lines were a little cheesy, but that's always been the Clone Wars way. Mm-hmm. Getting 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 Rex and Cody and then having Anakin in the field again, I really mm-hmm. liked that. Um, and once again, it's just it's everything I liked about Clone Wars without Ahsoka. Yeah, That's, exactly. it was pretty much everything I liked about Clone Wars without Ahsoka. Now the next arc. Oh, should we even talk about this next arc? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I can contribute to this conversation with. See, okay, I'm gonna do my best to defend this arc. Um, the Martez sisters arc is not is not a good arc, or 
it's not a good arc for this specific season. Mm-hmm. We get a last season. We have seven episodes, and I feel like we got four episodes that I do not care about. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's if the last four weren't so good, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I, the last four are so good, I'm okay. But these four... I'm looking at him right now. Gone with a trace, deal no deal, dangerous debt, and together again are just the Martez sisters. I like, trust me, I like the arc. Have the arc in like season three or season four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just not in the right spot. It just felt like it was um, just like not you, like you said. Yeah, like filler. I will say, I think some of the best animation of this season is in these episodes something i've really come to appreciate is how they were able to so you know when you're using a camera you can like adjust the focus so someone can be closer to the screen on oh, the yeah. left side but the mm-hmm. focus is on the right they were doing that and clearly you're not using a camera because you're animating mm-hmm. i thought that was phenomenal i felt like yeah. i was actually watching something that was filmed yeah and that's why i really liked that I think some of the best animation happens in these episodes. Obviously, some of the stuff they do with Maul in the Siege of Mandalore is better. But these four animations really good. I think they do actually really good with the hair in this. I know it sounds weird. The hair. <laughs> it's those this, details these, though, you know, that make I know that make it like take it to that next step. Yeah, if these if it wasn't as animated, I wouldn't have liked this uh series, but um I liked the nice little touch where they're they're missing the sky lanes and then Anakin can sense that he knows somebody on that ship mm-hmm. and he says to let them go. Yeah. Um, I really liked that. I I kind of liked the addition of the pikes and how you could tell that they're with Crimson Dawn. Because mm-hmm. um, I we did we know the pikes were with Crimson Dawn before this? Yes, because in Solo, uh, Dryden Voss specifically says that they have a very interesting relationship with the pikes so they can't like mess it up when he's when dragon boss is with kira and he's talking to solo and huh or solo and chewbacca and tobias beckett on the that's right so yeah you're totally right it's just i feel like this is the first time we ever saw them in action yeah and that's the one thing that i that i liked about this is that we kind of saw a little bit more of the underbelly of the galaxy so we go to kessel and that's a place that we've already been to and you see it and you're like hey like that it really does look like the movie, like actual solo Star Wars story. And you kind of see where the pikes operate. And so I, I like that aspect of it. And that's something that I want to see more in Star Wars. Like maybe not so much the, like the Jedi and the Sith and things like that. But how about like the people that are those, those, um, they're not like, you know, like the clans, you know, that type of aspect of Star Wars is always something that's interesting. Yeah. And that's why I really like Solo and yeah. Crimson Dawn. Yeah, the only reason, the only, the thing that I'm thinking of, the only, like, lower-level Coruscant stuff I've ever read about or seen was in Thrawn, I believe, when Arinda Price was yeah. down there. And um, you just, we don't get a lot of lower-level Coruscant um, action. I, I feel like the only other lower-level Coruscant we get is, like, in the Bounty Hunter yeah. game way too old that's probably not even canon I don't to think be it honest is anymore but yeah so like we don't get a lot of lower level course on i've always been interested in that 
Because, like, why would you live there? Exactly. Like, I get it, you're poor, but I feel like in a way you can find a way to get off mm-hmm. Coruscant. So, it's very interesting, and I think that's... And I was wondering where Ahsoka was headed yeah, I before mean, she ran into them because she didn't. She didn't seem like she was any rush yeah, to get there. Exactly. So <laughs> it was. Uh, it was very. There was a lot of questions about that that arc, but, but animation, yeah. the pikes. I I really liked all through all both yeah. of those. All I was going to say all three of those and the 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 evolution of the worlds, like you said, with Solo. It it really it really helps. Yeah, and and I mean you kind of get like those little like hints of like mall and and already like that and because i believe one of the pikes says like you know who i answer to he says something along those lines so you kind of start to feel like crimson dawn is is beginning to form so and that's something that i liked but should we move on to to the meat of the series literally the main reason why we're doing this so siege of mandalore well yeah siege of mandalore is the main arc of the story and it is just i mean everything top tier about the clone wars is wrapped up into these four episodes and it's just i mean there's so much more to talk about but i think the one main part about that is that darth maul and and ahsoka fight yeah and before we even dive into that can we just talk about the names of these episodes old friends not forgotten Phantom Apprentice, mm. Shattered, and Victory and Death. You got me hooked already. And then the red title sequence also. Like, you knew it was going to get good. Oh you were like, okay, it's going to get yeah. right here. Like, they literally, like, said, hey, the other eight were, like, fillers. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's where it really gets. Like, honestly, I wish they would put them all together and throw them as one continuous video to put on Disney+. Plus, Even though, I mean... Kind of doesn't make any sense, but from my I'd go watch I that in the at that. the movie theater. Like I would easily. Yeah, do that. I've already seen it. Yeah, I've already seen it. I'd love to do exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, I and mean, just oh boy, I mean, just it was so good, and you know, we get to see, um, I you know, something that I mean, this is like so off topic, but like something that we saw from that one series that just kind of made me be like, oh, that's so cool. Is we see Sabine's mom in the Siege of Mandalore arc. And I know that's like, that does not apply to what we're talking about, but I just thought that was like such yeah, a cool thing. I was like, it's Sabine's mom. Like, you know, I love Sabine. Literally all, all the other Mandalorians had their helmets on and she was the only one that wasn't the Vizsla that had, mm-hmm, had it off. Exactly. And I was like, that's literally the only reason yeah. why. <laughs> um, so let's, I, I think we should probably break this down episode sure, by yeah. episode. So, Old Friends Not Forgotten, the first one, let's just talk about the scene that catches me, other than other than Anakin and the Ahsoka and the lightsaber scene, is when Anakin walks into the ship, and he sees Ahsoka on the mm-hmm. hologram, and his face is just in utter yeah. disbelief. It's so hard to show emotion in yeah. animation. And I think that was like, oh, that scene... I knew we were getting something good. And then obviously we get that scene where he's giving her the lightsabers and we see that Rex and the rest of the squad, which by the way, Rex didn't paint his helmet. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's something we joked about yesterday too. Like the fact that they painted all of those helmets in such quick time. 
Yeah, because because I think the line Rex says is like, "When we heard you were on board, we yeah. had to do it." I was like, "She's been on board for like four <laughs> yeah. minutes. Like, y'all got some serious." <laughs> Those pain. clones are for real. They they shouldn't be soldiers. They should be something else. Yeah, talk about they, they do say there's a renaissance after every <laughs> war. So, <laughs> you know, um, but it's I really liked it. That was such a touching mm-hmm. scene with Rex, like commander even though they still call her sir yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though she's obviously not a sir and then the anakin and her igniting the lightsabers finding out that he changed them from green yep. to blue it's just perfection there's really not much that happens in that episode yeah it's just a lot of like really than... touching scenes and of course like that those mean a lot but yeah like i mean we're these next three are the, where we get the... to the main arc yeah, when you find out that Maul was trying to lure Kenobi and Anakin, that, that kind of comes out in mm-hmm. that episode. It's not said, but it's implied. Exactly, yeah. And that's when we see Obi-Wan and Anakin go to Coruscant. And you're like, oh boy, <laughs> it's happening. Now you you yep, know where they're like, going. Time to pop in my, my uh, DVD of Re- Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> exactly. It's, oh my gosh, it. That that I mean I'll be honest that episode is a lot of setup, yeah definitely but it just feels good like I remember watching that episode and then going on Twitter and people were calling it like the best episode of Clone yeah. Wars they'd ever seen and it was only the ninth <laughs> episode yeah they're like just wait it's like it's insane so okay Phantom Apprentice the the mm. second one the tenth episode where we learn more about Maul's plan. And they take over the throne room. Um, they, I mean, not only do they take over the, this might be the best episode of the entire season, mm-hmm. to be honest. This is the Maul Ahsoka yep. fight episode, yes. isn't it? And they bring back Ray Parker for motion capture, which. Yeah, and God. just watching the behind the scenes for that was super cool. And just the, you know, all the effort and, and the, investment that was put into that i mean that's that's just something like as a fan you really appreciate i mean you just really appreciate like you i think your twitter banner is still that shot where the glass breaks and he's reaching that, out that is hand. probably like the singular or, best shot in all of clone wars and it's it's one of the best shots in like all of star wars now yeah it's, it's i'm sorry i didn't mean her hand i meant maul's hand but yes i 100 percent agree with you it's a total it feels like you're watching like The Last Jedi. The, you know, oh, the parallels to that episode in The Last Jedi are immeasurable. <laughs> like it's just, it's there. That's the first yeah. thing I thought of. I was like, oh god, you're still holding on. <laughs> I low key wanted them to team up. Yeah, would have been I mean, fun. I mean, Star Wars would have been completely different. Maul was right. Maul did nothing wrong. Maul. Yeah. Well, okay, we were going to tweet out Maul did nothing wrong, but Maul did kill a lot of people, but Maul was warning everyone. Maul was trying to prevent Mm -hmm. the inevitable, and I'll give him mad props for that, but he's And and speaking of that, like, from Maul going to the guy who just gets, like, cut in half in Phantom Menace to now everything that he's in, because he's, like, in so many Star Wars projects, he is, like, now one of the most well-written characters in all of Star Wars. Like him and Ahsoka. Like season seven solidified that they're two of the best written characters in all of Star Wars. He's in, he has three lines in Phantom Mm -hmm. Menace. 
and he's now one of the most yeah most the the most developed one of the most developed villains in all of Star Wars Rebels Clone Wars. He has the son of Dathomir comics. He's at the end of Solo. Like, yep. come on, he's so cool. He's so good. It makes it makes that scene with Obi Wan and Rebels even yeah, worse. Yeah, just exactly just knowing everything because like you almost you almost feel yeah, bad. Yeah, he's for this him. guy that has always been like, you know, like a hand me down in a sense. You know, he was supposed to be the Emperor's apprentice, and then he gets tossed to the side. And and obviously, there's that arc between um, like Maul and and Darth Sidious in Clone Wars in one of the earlier uh, seasons, and then. You know, he's just, like, trying to do something on his own and be, like, the main power. But it's like nobody takes him serious. And he just wants – and it's, like, really, like, deep down, he wants to be validated. And that's, just like, something that never happens. Yeah. I mean, that earlier seasons where Sidious fights with the double blades and kills mm-hmm. his brother. Like, that's crazy. And then I don't, I don't know if you know too much about Son of Dathomir when – Sidious kills his mom. No, I haven't been. I haven't really um, um, looked into that series. Yeah, so that kind of gives you a because the last episode with Maul in the Clone Wars is, um, I believe, the last episode of season four. Yes, I believe so. It's called Revenge. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the last one of the later mm-hmm. episodes of season five, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it is one of the later episodes because he's in, he's in Lawless where he kills Duchess yes. Satine. Um, but in that like arc, in between like that season six, you you wonder where where mm-hmm. the hell's Maul? You know what I mean? Like where is he? And um, he that that comic book fills it. I almost wish they adapted it into the Clone Wars mm-hmm. series. Because it's such a, it's a. I haven't read it, but I've like yeah. read about it, because I just haven't gotten my hands on the books. But it's it's a really interesting story, and it's a, uh, it's, I mean, Maul, like we said, yeah, it's just awesome. And and just like that speech that he gives Ahsoka, right before they fight, and kind of like him unraveling his master plan, and you're just. And in a sense, you're rooting for Ahsoka. You're like, Ahsoka, like, join him. You know, like, you have to join Maul. Like, obviously, we know what happens, but you're just there like, man, if only she, like, actually accepted his offer and took his hand and how everything could have been so different. In that same episode, um, isn't she talking to Obi-Wan? And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, Count Dooku's dead. Like, Anakin mm-hmm. killed him. And she was like, that yeah. doesn't seem right. And then she literally could have, like, told Obi-Wan, like, and saved Anakin. And then I believe there's an episode, there's episode 11, Shattered. They replay that scene from Revenge yes. of the Sith. It, the mm-hmm. holocron scene, or not the holocron, the hologram scene. And uh, she could have saved the entire <laughs> Jedi Order right then and there. She gave Anakin the benefit of the doubt. And, I mean, that was that's something that we see in in episodes 10 and 11. I mean, obviously like, and just throughout this entire series, you know, that's cause that's her master, you know? And like, that's her friend also. And she always saw the good in him. And I guess that's the, like the point with Ahsoka that she is, you know, she is such a manifestation of the light side that she always sees the good in people. And that's what she thought 
of Anakin until the end. And that's why she didn't join Maul. Yeah, and I mean, like, even in that last episode, she didn't want to kill the clones. They yeah, were trying to kill exactly. her. And Rex was like, these are my yeah. brothers, but let's <laughs> yeah. do it. He's like, why do you want me to sit to stun? He said stun. Because isn't, isn't there a line in that last episode where she's like, sit to stun? He's like, oh, I don't think yep. they're going to care. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's who Ahsoka has always been. And then we see that fight between Maul and, and Ahsoka, and that's, again, another fantastic scene and one of the better fights that we've gotten in, in Star Wars. And, I mean, just so, so good. And something that you and me thought of, like, we we didn't think that Maul would be captured by the end of that. No, I, I, I was shocked. I thought yeah, he was going to get like, away. Like, once that happened, I was like, where is this going to go now that he is, like, in custody? I mean, as soon as it happened, I, I immediately thought, okay, Order 66, he's going to get out. But I didn't know how. I really liked how – so I guess we're moving a little bit into Shattered as well here with Order 66 and Maul getting captured. Um, I really like how Order 66 had the order to kill Maul because the Emperor knew yeah. he had to get rid of him. Definitely. So – I was like, because he's not Jedi, but like he's Maul. And the, the, if there's one person the Emperor hates, yeah. it's Maul. <laughs> besides like everybody else in the galaxy. So, yeah, besides, yeah, I mean, you get what I'm putting, <laughs> what I'm putting down. But I really liked how that, that did it. And even Ahsoka didn't even kill those two clones mm-hmm. that were going to kill him. Crazy. Yeah, and, and like the lead up in episode 11 to Order 66, like, you know it's come again like this entire season is like you know it's coming and the way that this like episode uses silence to portray what's going to happen is is so good and the build up is is awesome unbelievable i believe it's great yeah and and we get a Darth Maul um or a Maul hallway scene in episode 11 <laughs> the yeah, Maul so. hallway scene the the force visions yes. mm-hmm. that she has she that you know they pulled the Hayden Christensen Samuel Jackson the Ian McDermott's mm-hmm. voice from uh, Revenge of the Sith which was very very cool and I think probably the most heartbreaking well it depends on the way you look at the very last scene the most heartbreaking scene in the whole arc is Rex shaking yeah. his helmet and he fall and it falls. You're like, oh no. Yeah, and I mean, as someone and as somebody who, like, who has seen Rebels and you've seen part of Rebels, and we kind of know Rex's, you know, entire character arc. So you already know what's going to happen, but still, like, it, it's it's very good to see like him, like that battle, because it feels like even though he has that order in his head, he still recognizes that it's not right, and he's like struggling internally to like figure it out and what like what's he going to do. Yeah, but then but then it exactly. takes him over. Like he's fighting it, and then she escapes, and he's like sending out mm-hmm. squads after her. And he sees the hologram. She, he goes mm-hmm. like, "Where is she?" And like it's it's something we've never seen before because like he was struggling, and then you get Commander Cody in Revenge of the yeah. Sith. Execute Order Six. He's like, Wait, "All right, yeah. fire, see him." <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't even care, <laughs> which I think is why they kind of had Cody not have too many characters yeah, in Clone Wars. Exactly. 
I mean, he he had his like he had his stuff in in the actual prequel movies, so I guess. Yeah, exactly. I I, I was totally fine with it. Rex is a better. Yeah, I mean, he's just had way more time, but... and he's obviously so loyal to to Anakin and especially Ahsoka too. Exactly. So I guess you know Order sixty six happens. It's a total total chaos. They get the chip out, which we knew was happening. Um, honestly, didn't expect that episode to end where it did, yeah. but it did. And then, yeah, we get we get victory and death, which is actually the the uh, shortest episode in mm-hmm. the season, or at least in the Mandalore arc. Which, yeah, oh no, it's the second shortest episode of the season, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, you would think episode. that's when it would be extended. And, and I'll be completely honest with you, most of the episode is yeah. just action. It's just action, action, action. Them trying to get off the ship and not kill not kill any clones. Maul destroys the hyperdrive, like Yeah. Huh? That was yeah, I mean, amazing. That's such a good, I mean like the power from him in that in that like little sequence is so cool. And then him getting to the ship and like Ahsoka like kind of pulling a ray in from Rise of Skywalker, like trying to bring the ship back. Hey, but if you think chronologically, yeah, Ray's pulling in Ahsoka. I guess that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just shows you how powerful Ahsoka was because she could have hung on to him that whole time. Yeah, and if she wasn't getting shot at by everybody else, and then R seven like saving her life. Yeah, rip, rip all the droids. What was it? R seven, GG, and what was the other one? Yeah, I can't remember. All I know is that they're unfor- they unfortunately Rest perished. Rest in those droids. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it is a very they they escape on the Y wing. Um, we get to the very end because I think this is the scene we'll probably talk yeah. about the most. Or the the couple of scenes she builds the memorial mm-hmm. for the clones with Jesse's helmet in the front, which to be honest is so emotional. Yeah, and just the the shot, also that like entire, just like the last five minutes of this show, like every shot is just memorable. Yeah, I'm gonna pull a joke here. Like, how did she find <laughs> all those helmets? Yeah, then she did some serious digging. <laughs> yeah. They were there for days. Lex was like, "Can we go?" And she was like, "No, <laughs> I need to make this." <laughs> and of course, she drops the yeah. lightsaber, which is wow. What? Ties right in with the with the yeah, book which has to be way. done intentionally, I would assume. What? That no, that she drops a little the, bit the saber. Yeah. Oh, it has to be. I mean, she didn't yeah, drop it I mean, on accident. I was thinking, like, maybe she's doing that because she's, again, like, giving up being... I mean, like, not that she was a Jedi during, like, this arc, because she technically isn't. But I, part of it is obviously, like, her, like, you know, dropping hints that, like, yeah, she died here. But I feel like another part of it could be, um, like, assume that maybe she was, you know, giving it up again. Yeah, and I mean, as someone who's read the book, it's a kind of a conflict she has um, throughout the book. It's just, it's always been a conflict for Ahsoka. 
whether or whether or not to be a Jedi. I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. she's a Jedi. And she even says sometime during the season that, you know, we were trained to be peacekeepers, but ever since I've been a Jedi, I've been a soldier. So obviously that's always been, like what you said, that's always been an internal struggle for her. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure she even said something in the season where she's open to still being yeah, a Jedi. She just wasn't ready yet, and I love how I love how in when order they're trying to kill her, he goes, Rex is like, well, technically she's not a Jedi. Yeah, and if you think about it, Maul wasn't either. That could have been a ship that yeah, nothing happened exactly. on. But that's just unfortunately not what happened. And yeah, so she drops the lightsaber. It cuts to white. We get the the. Imperial stormtrooper that's in like the yeah, rebels. Yeah, get the look. lambda class shuttle landing, and you're like, here we go. This is. You're like we we no transitioned. <laughs> Literally right before, so we watched this together. I watched it here in Arizona. You watched it in El Paso, and we watched it. You were on Facetime, and we were watching it simultaneously. I literally like ten five minutes before this, like we got to mm. get Anakin in this, right? Like Clone Wars, we, we got to get we got to get him once. And we sure did. (laughs) We We got him. We got him. And of course, he comes out. He, they're going through the wreckage. I'm assuming. I want to know how long this was after. It's got. I mean, it has to be a couple months at least, because yeah, maybe a year from you know when they were on the planet to like. I mean, I don't know what season it was, but when when Vader is there, it's winter. It's snowing. So. I can't wait for it to be uh, revealed. As <laughs> I don't hot. think it's hot because obviously, mm. like, I don't know. I feel like that's something Vader would have thought of. It, I feel like it would it would make some inconsistencies for Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, I'm hoping they just don't yeah. reveal where that was, or if they do, it's like like yeah, low immediately though. You think you're like so you know, you snowtroopers. Yeah, but like it looked like it even looked like Lothal. That's, yeah, and that's it, what we said. You too. know what like, I mean? Maybe it's maybe it's Lothal, but. Whatever it is. Yeah, so either way, he picks up the lightsaber, and the picture that nobody can get out of their head is him, is Vader with the blue lightsaber in his hand. And, oh my. It's and I think so it's good. perfect, too, because we've never really seen... I, I think it's it's been touched on in the comic book series, in the Darth Vader comic books, but we've never seen that blend of the two sides of Anakin in terms of like yeah the, the Darth Vader suit with the blue lightsaber like it, that you know it, they're so different from each other but in the end it's the same because Anakin is Vader and Vader is Anakin you know and and I think that's what makes that shot so powerful that it's that blend between the two of them yeah what makes it even more powerful in my opinion is it's so hard to show emotion through Vader because of his like mm-hmm. whole apparatus. Um, but I, mm-hmm. you could see it. You could see it. You, you could yeah. feel it. And I thought that's what they did so well. And like you said, in the Vader comic, I know they've touched on him going back after Empire Strikes Back after he sees Luke. He goes back to... Um, Uncle Owen's farm. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I believe in in Alpha. one of the Darth Vader comics, um, he's actually fighting with with his blue lightsaber, like Anakin's blue lightsaber, because he doesn't have his his red saber yet. 
because he needs to he needs to get the kyber yeah. crystal for it. So like he's fighting with his blue saber. So like I think that's the only other time we've seen it. Yeah, he's like the cannon. He takes a lightsaber from a Jedi mm-hmm. that he killed, and I'm pretty sure he bleeds yeah, the kyber exactly. crystal because um he's he well he can't be fighting with his blue lightsaber because Obi Wan took oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he I believe he is fighting with one though. You are correct. Um, he does fight with one for a little bit because I think he steals one. Yeah, something like that. Actually, I think he steals it from a um, like because the Emperor was getting those artifacts, and that's something that like has been touched on in like the aftermath series and things like that. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. from the comic book, he like defeats a bunch of clone troopers with just like using the Force, and then he like kind of ransacks like this little storage area, and then that's where he finds a, a lightsaber from like the Purge from Order sixty six. So. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And then he makes the he makes the mm-hmm. Kyber crystal bleed yeah. and everything, which is and, phenomenal. But either way, Vader Vader is a whole. We talk oh, yeah. about Vader and you forever. talked about how like the, how he shows emotion like through the suit, and that's something that you see that one shot where um, it's from the back, and he's holding Ahsoka's saber, and he's like looking toward the Venator. Um, sh- the cruiser and you know that he's looking at like the memorial that was made and i feel that shot i conveys like so much power and then him looking up and seeing um the canvoy i think that's what it's called and it's it's mirai which is the canvoy that like is always like hanging around ahsoka and has always been like her protector in a sense i, I mean that the symbolism in that that's something i haven't really looked into but i, I mean just that entire sequence with vader is it's so good. It's it's gold. It's literally like you sit there and you wonder like what the best ending of Clone Wars would be, but they literally hit mm-hmm. it right. And I'm glad us. that we didn't get an Ahsoka Anakin like post Anakin becoming Vader like meet like showdown because oh me too. I feel like that would have under undersold what eventually happens in Rebels. So I'm glad that you know. We obviously know what's going on because of Revenge of the Sith, but we're getting a completely different like aspect of it, and and I think like they're simultaneous, yeah, of course, but it's good that we got it from Ahsoka's perspective without having to be without having to like put Anakin in it. It's crazy because she's put she's put through like the next four or five years or whatever is in between Rebels. Like I honestly don't remember how many years. Um, not just not knowing mm-hmm. if he's dead, and that's something she struggles with in the book too. Like she doesn't know if Obi Wan yeah. is dead or or Yoda when they they just disappeared, which you almost kind of feel like is a little selfish. <laughs> but um, because I mean, there was Obi Wan and Yoda, and there was uh, Darth Vader and. The Emperor. It seems like a fair fight to me. <laughs> I mean, something that we've like, <laughs> learned and, and that has happened like through this canon is that so, like, there were a lot of other people that survived Order sixty six. You know, like Kanan and Cal and Obi Wan and Yoda, of course, and Ahsoka, and you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. like this era of Star Wars, like post Revenge of the Sith, leading up to A New Hope. It's it's like a part of Star Wars that I'm really invested in. And I really like, and I I love seeing the Order sixty six stuff and 
like from Fallen Order, which is a game that we reviewed earlier, which I think was our last ep- or our second to last episode before um, the Mandalorian um, review that we did. Seeing that perspective of like Order sixty six for for Cal was, I mean, that was so good. You know, so like they just they just keep hitting it on the nose with with all the Order sixty six stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. I just remember watching that that scene in Fallen Order with Cal. It's wow. Yeah, that was powerful. With like the music, of course, and, it and was, everything. Like you know what's gonna happen, yet it hits mm-hmm. you every time. Yeah, Star Wars just does it to you, and I I agree that those nineteen years between or twenty years, um, the Imperial reign. He's just yeah, so interesting. It's, it's very good. Yeah, I'm. It's crazy to think the Empire was only like a thing. Yeah, like exactly. Right. But when the Republic was around for like mm-hmm, hundreds exactly. of years. But I mean, just such a interesting time period, and I hope that's something that um, Star Wars keeps, you know, investing in, and they start maybe they fill in a little bit more things in that era. It, it looks like that's what they've been doing recently. And then also it looks like they're trying to fill in some content in between return of the Jedi and force awakens. So that's something that I'm also interested in. Those are, I would say those are the two eras that I'm, I'm most interested in right now. Yeah, I, I would say, but I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to the stuff they're coming out with. Oh yeah. Republic. Just a completely new thing that we're getting. And that's obviously exciting because we don't know what we're going to get. That's exactly why I'm stoked. And now we don't have any Star Wars. We don't have like big Star Wars stuff. There's a lot of books coming out in the in the next couple of months, but we don't really have a show. Yeah, don't get us wrong. We're season two. Yeah, don't get us wrong. We're excited for these books. Like I'm excited to read new Star Wars stuff, Um, but. It's no nothing until Mandalorian. Yeah, season two, and and there's rumors that we have Ahsoka in season two, which that's something that you and me have talked about a good amount, whether or not we're we like it or not. I, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're for it. I'm always for more Ahsoka as long as she's done right. Honestly, if they could get, um, if they can get her right then yes. If they don't get her right, then I want her strictly. Yeah, and, and that for me, of course, I want more Ahsoka also, but I'm afraid. I'm just afraid of seeing Ahsoka in live action because I'm, I'm just worried that they're going to mess up the look and it's not. It's just not going to look good. And, and that's my biggest worry. See, the look is not even my worry. It's the yeah. voice. See, I, I think I'm fine with the voice because like it's much further. Like, you know what I mean? Like, from from Clone Wars to, or even from Rebels to Mandalorian, that's a long period of time. So, like, obviously, like, the voice can change, you know? So, I, that's, mm-hmm. I'm not so much worried about that. I mean, the actress that they, that is rumored to be hired by um, Lucasfilm, Rosario Dawson, I think she's perfect for it. But it's just, obviously, when you put her under the makeup and all the, and the prosthetics and things like that, that's where I'm going to probably judge the most i think they should probably do a decent amount of cgi mm-hmm. on her um but i guess we'll see yeah. and 
I mean, hopefully they get it right. More Ahsoka, the better, because she's one of the better characters in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Exactly. And I, like in my tweet I just put out today, she's one of my favorite characters. And I am sad that Clone Wars is over. Yep, I mean, just uh, the all the emotion, all the investment put into that, I'm... I'm very happy with how it ended. So it's it's bittersweet, of course. Very much but so. In the end, they did it right. So, yeah. And everyone listening, we'd love to know how you thought about the uh, the ending of Clone Wars. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Death Star Radio, and uh, make sure you subscribe to us on um, Spotify or wherever you're listening from. I know. I believe we're on Apple and we tend to post it on YouTube from mm-hmm. every now and then, but just to keep up with us, we also have a blog. So you can always let us know there as well. We love feedback. Love it. We love it. Even the harsh. So one. if you, yes, even the harsh feedback, we'll take constructive criticism <laughs> and um, we're, yeah, we're excited to keep this going. We're hopefully going to be pumping out more as the summer goes along. Um, but yeah, you got anything left to say? Uh, Chris, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are you reading? Remember that? (laughs) I do remember the, what are you watching? What are you reading right now? So in between these last two episodes we've had, which is a decent amount of time, I have read Ahsoka and Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad. And I loved Mm -hmm. both of them. They're both very good. Ahsoka is one of my favorites. Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad is one of my favorites. Iden Versio, if you don't know, amazing. And uh, but when we were back then, when we recorded that episode, um, I was still reading Throne Alliances. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. That is what I am working on currently. I'm in Chapter 10. I'm on page 210. I have it in my hand right now. And I'm trying to read it so I can read Treason because you're reading Treason and I need to get the Thrawns done. It's just a matter of time. I'm excited for the second book of Alphabet Squadron to come out simply because I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a tough read, but I really liked Mm -hmm. the characters. Um, and the cover art looks amazing. Yeah. It looks really good. (laughs) So I'm really excited for that. So, plus I I don't know what it is about new Star Wars books. I love reading new yeah, Star like, Wars books. Exactly. They're brand like, look new. at all these new Star Wars books, and then your bookshelf with all the older Star Wars books that you haven't read is like, what about me? Yeah, like I I right in front of me right now I have Thrawn Treason, which I haven't opened. Ahsoka I finished. Thrawn I finished. I have Catalyst Rogue One, which I started. But it was only because I was waiting for Thrawn Alliances <laughs> to come in the mail. So yeah, I don't really have much of that done. I have Battlefront 2 Inferno Squadron, which is done. And I have I have Alphabet Squadron at home. And I have Star Wars Kenobi, the Legends, that you gave me for my birthday, which I have not read. But unfortunately, I've heard <laughs> terrible reviews. Um, well, we'll see if I get around to reading it. It's just kind of tough because I'm trying to keep up on the stuff that's actually yeah. still the story. But I think I'll I'll find some time. Yeah, you yeah you gotta get to it. Yeah, so right back at you. Uh, you well, since you the watching? last episode, I think I've only read one Star Wars book, and that was 
Master and Apprentice, which was one that you and me were both really hyped about. And um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I have not read. I enjoyed it. You can borrow it. Um, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, I have a lot of book. I have a lot of books that I just haven't gotten to. And I'm currently reading uh, Thrawn Treason, which again has taken me quite some time. I was very excited for it, and then I just I just didn't read it. And I'm about two quarters of the way through, so almost there. Um, and I also read not Star Wars, but I read The Ride of a Lifetime. Uh, Lessons Learned as 15 Years as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company by Bob Iger, which I highly recommend. It's such a good book. And there's a Star Wars chapter in there. So I think any Star Wars fan that reads that will will really enjoy that chapter. And and yeah, and what am I watching right now? Um, I mean, been practicing social distancing. So I've been home with my parents and we've been watching a lot of movie series. We just finished watching the Alien series and also Indiana Jones, which I had never seen before, and which thank God yeah, and they're so good now. except the last one. We, we we're not going to talk about the last one. And <laughs> currently watching the Pirates of the Caribbean series right now, which again another series that I haven't watched. I've been really behind. So wait, so you're watching Pirates of the Caribbean? So for the, first the only time? Pirates of the Caribbean movie that I've like seen in full is on Strangers Tide, which is like the fourth one which is weird. I, I remember going to the movie theater to see that, which is so weird and like so random that I went to do the fourth one. But yeah, saw um or saw Curse of the Black Pearl yesterday and I thought that one was good. So I'm excited to keep it going. Yeah, you're going to... Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll be honest with you, you got to be awake. Their plots are very That was convoluted. the one thing. I was like, why, I was watching it yesterday and I was like, this is so confusing. Yeah, you had to just wait, just oh, wait, God. just keep watching them. But they're they're so mm. good that it's okay. worth it's worth it. I mean, I mean, they're not they're not like Rotten Tomatoes gave them like fifties or sixties percent, but they're just such they're such a yeah, fun yeah. time, and I I really enjoy them. But you just got to stay awake. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure I will. But, I mean, we both love movies, so and any any chance I get to see a new movie, I'm I'm all for it. So, but. Yeah, you mentioned um, like new Star Wars books. There's so many new Star Wars books that I'm so excited to read. Like, I think the closest one to come out is Queen's Peril, which I've read Queen's Shadow, and I really enjoyed that one. So I'm really excited for that. Shadowfall for Alphabet Squadron. And then the High Republic stuff is in August. We get Thrawn Ascendancy, I think, in October. I mean, these are all books that like I'm going to buy and I'm so excited for. 100%. I probably will not buy Peril because I did not read mm-hmm. Shadow. I'll probably just borrow yeah. those two from you if I ever actually read the books <laughs> I own. But um, I'll definitely be getting the Squadron sequel, which you said it's Shadow I that's what it's called. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure either. And the High Republic book, which is also has a title that I don't know. And um, yeah. Thrawn Ascendancy, which is the first of a trilogy, mm-hmm. no? We get to see a young... Uh, Thrawn, or Mithron Radu, or however you say his name. Yeah, <laughs> don't even try. It's crazy, but I feel like we're getting a, we're getting a little off topic. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good and exciting Star Wars content coming out. That's what we're trying to say. Although there's not that much on screen stuff coming out, doesn't mean yep. Star Wars stuff is not going still on happening. Yes. By the way, Fallen Order got an update today. Battlefront 2, unfortunately, got its last update last week, but it is still 
in its best mm-hmm. place Fantastic. that it's ever been. So those are still ways to keep yourself invested in Star Wars. And uh, exactly. you know we will be. So I think that'll end this. So I think that's that's it. So we're hoping to get these out more yes, regularly. Yes, we're going to be correct. bringing you uh, content from, from the new era of Star Wars, I guess, post-Rise of Skywalker and post-Clone Wars. Yes, and maybe we'll make an episode talking about the Rise of Skywalker yeah, because we never did. So, yes, either either one will be on the lookout for those. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. It has been a while, and we appreciate yeah, you sticking around. Thank you guys around. very much, and may the Force be with you.